Hello, wrestling fans. Welcome to a, a new fun cast, as we call it here on ringscoops.com. I am your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham, and I just got finished watching NXT TakeOver 31. And, wow, what an event. We're going to get into that right now. I'm not going to waste time. Um, the Performance Center is now known as the Capital Wrestling Center. And uh, for NXT TakeOver 31, they revealed the new look to the Capitol Wrestling Center, as it's now called. Uh, I, I loved the intro for the event for NXT. It was a great throwback to the origins of the entire company. Not just NXT, but WWE slash WWF. The, the beginnings, okay? Um, watching this video, I kind of got like a, like a 2002 vibe from it. And what I mean by that by saying 2002 is that, you know, WWE had, they had a huge inflection point happen in the company in 2002. It was when WWF became WWE. It came into its own after the purchase of ECW and WCW a year prior. So that's what I mean by that. It was just, it felt new. It just felt really good. It, this was I, I didn't think this was going to be coming as, as fast as it did, but it did, and it looked really good. Um, the new look of the arena, it kind of it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Nerve, but like the big finale when they're going to have the big battle between uh, Machine Gun Kelly and um, and the main character, V. Um, but it just I kind of got that kind of vibe, you know? Uh, I love the chain link fence in front of the, plexiglass the hybrid virtual and live fans and attendance i just ah, i just I, I loved it it was it was really good it's a solid solid opening really good new look to it and um yeah so uh, let's get to the matches though right the the event takeover 31 it opened up with damian priest defending the north american championship against johnny gargano and i thought that this was a perfect choice to be the opening match because these two guys can go. And I mean, not to say that no one else in the roster can go, but you know what I mean, right? These guys, they, they, they can go, man. Um, there was a spot in there where Damian Priest took a dive over the top rope to the outside, crashed into the security crew and whatnot. I thought it was pretty badass. Really good spot. And I really like, too, in this match how they teased a spot on the steel steps like maybe thought the razor's edge off the apron onto the steel steps or something you know what i mean but they didn't do it they did not deliver on the spot to the steel steps and, and i'm not mad over that i love the fact that they teased that and not delivered uh overall damian priest he picked up the win after hitting the reckoning on gargano from the middle rope and retains the NXT North American Championship. And I got to say, that was one of the hottest opening matches that I've seen in quite some time. That it, that just that set the tone for the night. And we'll get into, we'll get into that. Because uh, it was a hell of a night for NXT and with TakeOver 31. The, uh, the next matchup on the card was uh, Kushida. Going up against the uh, the Velveteen Dream, or as I like to call him, the Velvafile Nightmare. <laughs> the 
the booze for Dream it was great. It was, it was funny to hear them when he came out. Um, it kind of kind of let us know that it wasn't going to be a hundred percent piped in, you know, audience crowd sound or whatnot. Uh, I think after the booze and some of the um, some of the cat calls, if you want to call it that, were uh, yelled out from the crowd towards Velveteen Dream. I think they kind of lowered the crowd a little bit during this match and did a little bit more piped in. Um, but, you know, it was cool. Um, as far as this match goes, uh, extremely brutal match, physical match between these two. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Kushida, they just straight up do not like each other. And in this match, with the way it went, with the physicality, with the with the brutal uh, aspects of this match, it really showed that these two guys they don't like each other, and it was it was good. Uh, Kushida catching Dream off the ropes into the hoverboard lock, I thought was a great spot. Uh, Velveteen then almost got out of it, turned it into a DVD, but then Kushida held on, and he made uh, Dream tap out. I thought that was a phenomenal finish to the match. And after the match, uh, Kushida continued his, his assault on Dream, got the arm bar locked in. The revs had to come out. They had to break it up. And it was just really good stuff. I mean, you know, really good. Um, solid work there. And Kushida, I'll tell you this, man, Kushida, this dude, this dude's going to be at the top of his game in NXT pretty soon. Uh, I mean, he's already at the top of the game. I mean, more of like on top of the company, on top of the brand, the organization. Uh, this time next year, I would not be surprised if we're talking about Kushida and how uh, he is going to be the, the standard bearer for matches and quality and whatnot uh, for the NXT brand. He's going to be headlining the takeovers a year from now, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I wanna, I'm going to put a note down. I'm going to put a reminder in my Google Calendar a year from now on October 4th, 2021, it's going to, it's the reminder is going to say webmaster Wade, listen to the fun cast from a year ago and see if your prediction was right about Kushida. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that in just a little bit. After that match, we got a little, a little goodie, a little special, a little treat. If you will, uh, a commercial aired, a promo aired, for something pretty exciting. It was a commercial for the next, um, not the next, not the next takeover, but a, an NXT quote unquote special kind of like how, you know, impact is doing like their impact plus specials or on Wednesday nights, AEW, they have specially branded events and NXT is doing that as well. And that's what this is going to be for NXT. It was a commercial for, Halloween Havoc. Let that set in for a minute. Halloween Havoc. Yeah, that's right. For the first time in over 20 years, the brand name Halloween Havoc is going to be used. And it airs live Wednesday, October 28th. And there's more. There's more. Halloween Havoc. It's going to be hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart, the host of Halloween Havoc. Oh, man. I tell you, (laughs) I'm excited. I immediately got, um, I got the feeling of uh, way back in the day, Elvira. 
and her movie macabre weekends and whatnot, Friday nights, you know, Saturday nights, and the that good stuff on uh, public access TV kind of stuff, right? I'm hoping that we get something like that, man, from, from Shotzi hosting the Halloween Havoc. Um, I know it'll look, and a lot of people will, will complain about it if they do it, about it looking campy and all that kind of stuff, but, I mean, come on, just give it to us. You know, it, it's just, sometimes that's good. If you got the right mix, the right blend, and this is perfect. Shotzi and Halloween Havoc, you know, they got to, they, uh, yeah, they got to do it, man. They got to do it. I can't wait. Halloween Havoc airing live Wednesday, October 28th, NXT Halloween Havoc. I, I never thought in my entire life that I would ever be, one, announcing on a, on a doing a podcast. When I was younger, I always wanted to be on the radio, but here we go. We're doing podcasts now. But talking about Halloween Havoc again. I think I talked about Halloween Havoc like way back in the day on one of the very first ever podcasts that I did back in early 2000. So come full circle about this. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I'll tell you that. All right. So our next matchup here on NXT TakeOver 31 was for the Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar defending against Isaiah Swerve Scat. I got to be honest here. Please don't. Don't, don't attack me on this, okay? Just, I'm going to be very honest, but be very transparent with you guys. I'm not familiar with Escobar's work a whole lot. But I'll tell you this. This match changed it for me. Uh, this dude, he's got a hell of a look. Let's start there, right? He's got a hell of a look. This guy looks like a main eventer. I give him that. When this match here... It, 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 it had a huge WCW cruiserweight division feel to it, which is ironic, right? Because we just got finished talking about Halloween Havoc coming back. Um, and when I say that this match had a, a, a WCW cruiserweight division feel to it, I don't mean that that's a bad thing. I mean that is the highest compliment that I could ever mean, if that makes sense to you guys. I mean, because the cruiserweight division at WCW, boy, especially back in the 90s, phenomenal. You know, uh, the cruiserweight division was still, you know, kicking some ass in 2000 and the first two, three months of 2001 before, you know, it got bought. But uh, that's what I I, I mean by that. It's a great compliment to these guys. Uh, A great match. Uh, the outside interference by Escobar's cronies, I thought was really good. And then the save by Shanti Adonis. Uh, it's a good sequence right there. Um, after Scott hit his head on the ring post, which, ouch. If, 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 that was, if that was a work, that was one of the best jobs that I've ever seen in my life. Because uh, it looked like he really nailed his head on the ring post. And if he really did, I, I hope to God he's okay. But uh, after Scott hit his head on the ring post on the apron there, or, uh, you know, there in the corner. Uh, Escobar, he hit a, a double underhook face buster to the knee. What the fuck? Um, and he got the win. So Escobar retains the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, up to that point, match of the night. Up to that point, match of the night. Uh, the next match that we got is for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. Candice and Io. Io and Candice. Such a, a deep, deep complex 
storied history with each other, going back over a year. Um, since the moment that EO turned on Candace in 2019, which you know gave birth to the EO that we know now, um, Candace, she's seen a hell of a transformation for herself as well. I think both of these women have come into their own in 2020. Uh, this match here, it was very intense. One of my favorite things of, of, of this match was the uh, the ref bump. Uh, one, I, I just love seeing ref bumps. It's just funny to see them. But this one had a really cool uh, twist to it because Johnny Gargano came out to the ring in a ref shirt. And he tried to count the one, two, three, and he tried to give Candice the belt. Uh, it was good stuff because the ref came too. Uh, Johnny Gargano and the ref, they were arguing behind the ref's back. It allowed Candice LeRae to grab the NXT Women's Championship belt and strike EO right in the head. Uh, EO went down. Um, Candice went for the cover, near fall. Uh, but eventually, it was EO that connected with a moonsault to pick up the victory and to retain the NXT Women's Championship. And that was a really good, solid match. I, you know, I, I I love Io Shirai. I think she's a phenomenal talent. Um, I love her as the champion. I think she's having a really good title run here. Um, as much as I would have loved to have seen Candice LeRae pick up the belt, I think it's it's better for Io to continue as her champion, as the NXT Women's Champion, and continue her reign. Uh, maybe down the road, Candice can, can get the belt. I think Candice should be the NXT Women's Champion in the next six months sometime. Um, after the match... Tony Storm appeared on the screen and she made a big announcement that uh, Tony Storm is now in NXT. And guess what time it is? It's Tony time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah, yeah. Tony time, NXT. Oh my God. But see this. There's, there's more. Oh, jeez. There's more. After that, the motorcycle pulls up outside. The mystery person. Who is it? The biker gets off the bike. The biker, after getting off the bike, walks into the arena. Gets up on the stage. Takes the helmet off. And it's Ember Moon. Holy shit. The NXT women's division now has Tony Storm. And Ember Moon is back on NXT. All this took place while EO was still in the ring, too. So that gets us the idea that they want EO. They're not just there for competition. They are there because EO is the champion. And the goal is to be the champion. So now we've got multiple contenders, which I'm a big sucker for. Um, you know, I, I get it. Tradition, always good to have, you know, one challenger going at it at a time, but once in a great while, it's always great when you got multiple challengers lined up, especially as we're going to be heading soon in the next month into survivor series. And if NXT is going to be a part of it, like they have been, then what better way for EO to go into survivor series than to put her in a match to see if she can mm, survive. Just my take on that. All right, let's get to the main event. Finn Balor defending 
the NXT Championship against Kyle O'Reilly. I remember seeing Kyle O'Reilly in action when I worked the Wrestling Cares Association events all through 2013-2014. And uh, that dude has come a very long way since then. He's really come a long way. Such a great talent. I'm happy to see Kyle O'Reilly main event takeover with Finn Balor. As far as the match goes, I thought the flow was brilliant. Uh, Very old school. Both guys starting off, trying to out-wrestle each other. They really showed their technical game in this match. They didn't, they didn't go, you know, high flying all over the place. They pulled out what they needed, desperate maneuvers at desperate times. Um, this match here, it had a, a big fight feel to it. It was booked very old school. No wasted movements, no wasted actions, just perfectly paced out. It really is. I'm in awe at the performance that those two put together tonight. The storytelling in this main event off the charts with uh, you know, the focus on, on Finn Balor's leg, Kyle O'Reilly's you know, liver and whatnot, uh, just, you know, and the kidneys. And just, man, they both focused in on body parts, internal and external, and tried to just beat each other down. Like I said, the technical game in this match, off the charts, man. Finn Balor ultimately got the victory after hitting the uh, the coup de gras. And I got to say, I think this was match of the year. Match of the fucking year. After the match, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, they shake hands. But guess what? Ridge Holland shows up in the crowd, and he's got a beaten up Adam Cole on his shoulder, and he dumps him over the barricade, and he takes off. Undisputed Era comes running out. Everybody's wondering, you know, the Joe Schmo, what is going on? So, we got a cliffhanger. And I love cliffhangers. Cliffhangers are great. Unless you're the one, you know, on the cliffhanging. But anyway. Alright, so overall, I thought that this show had a, a fun atmosphere to it. From the hybrid crowd to the sound mixing, uh, the new look of the venue... The performances, just everything, right? It it had it all. I felt like a kid again. I really did. I felt like a kid again watching a great night of professional wrestling action. Reminded me a lot of um, you know, like the mid nineties in a way, where the in ring work was the you know a, a primary focus, and it was as solid as you can get. The commentary was top notch as well. I thought that, that the MVP on the mic was Wade Barrett. I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of people give me shit when, when they announced that Morrow was gone and I kind of celebrated, people give me shit over it. I mean, with all due respect to Morrow Ronaldo, I just, I don't dig his style. Um, I don't dig his style. I don't, I just don't like the guy. Um, I, I can't get into the, the several pop culture references, the sound of his voice, the overexcitement on every single thing. Um, it goes against every single thing that I was ever taught about wrestling commentary. But, you know, people loved it because of the fast-paced action at NXT, and it went with it. And I'm not disagreeing with that. The voice did go with it. But I think I think with this new look and this new feel of NXT, Wade Barrett definitely fills a better void. Uh, I think he does a, a great job. Like I said, the MVP on the mic. He's a great fit for, for the new look, the new feel of NXT. 
Um, as far as this event, TakeOver 31 goes, I got to say, I think this goes up in the top 10, maybe even the top five best NXT events of all time. The amount of surprises adds to the whole bowl of goodness. Tony Storm and Ember Moon. Halloween Havoc hosted by Shotzi. I mean, come on. How could you not like any of that, right? A superb event, in my opinion. Best show of the year from the WWE from top to bottom. That's that's my review of NXT TakeOver 31. Take it for what it's worth. Probably not worth anything, but there you go. All right, that's about it. That's it for the Funcast here. I, I like that name, Funcast. It's not, not a full Ring Scoops podcast, but it's just quickly getting on the mic, giving my thoughts on the event, my shoot shot, as the Shadow Man would say back in the day, right? My shoot shot, jump in, jump out. So there you go. Uh, don't forget, if you want to follow Ring Scoops on social media, uh, facebook.com slash ringscoops. Also, Twitter, Instagram, at ringscoops. Twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. And don't forget, check out the Ring Scoops merchandise over at prowrestlingtees.com slash ringscoops as well. And uh, this coming week, don't forget, we got a new schedule going on. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Twitch streams. On Thursday, expect a YouTube video. We've got a mailbag, a Q&A going on. And then throughout the week, be recording segments for the official Ring Scoops podcast, which will be on every Friday night. So there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm the Webmaster Wade Needham saying thank you, good night, and be cool. <laughs>